This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra podcast here in Burnley. I'm here with Rob Sutherland. Hello. Jesse Boyce. How are you doing? Uh, good. I'm a bit cold and a bit wet. And uh, I've just watched Palace lose their fourth game in a row, which, by the way, is a 93-year-old record that's been broken by Palace. Woohoo! First team to lose. Congratulations. Yeah, four games in a row without scoring. Um, we are here doing the Extra Pod. We're at the Burnley Cricket Club. Where a lot of Palace fans come, don't they, for, for beers? It's uh, really good. Yep. There's some kids mocking around on the pitch and stuff when it's raining. Home of Jimmy Anderson. And it's the home of Jimmy Anderson. It Did is. not know that. Yeah, good. there's a plaque up there telling, telling all about it. Oh, uh, good. Um, also, this podcast, is, of course, is sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography, professional, unique photography of weddings and more. And I apologise to Miranda. It's another, another week and another defeat <laughs> and still no goals, as it is for Palace, Rob. But let's be honest, after that performance... Palace deserved at least a point. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they, were, yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah. we created lots of chances. Um, unfortunately, just didn't take them. Um, what more can Frank do? Because he, you know, he, he changed the formation today. He went for it, uh, four at the back. He sent them out. They played. They mixed up the football. They played uh, long, they played short. They missed loads of good chances. Surely, if you're De Boer, I know the pressure will be on him, Jesse, but what more can he do? It's that worrying old thing about team bereft of confidence. But did they look bereft of confidence today? I, I, I kind of think Jesse's got a point. And, and the only reason I say that is that we were watching throughout the game and the number of soft passes where, where, you, just, where you just need a little bit more firmness, a bit more crispness, a bit, not, a bit more intention with that kind of thing. It's almost like they're all, do it, they're all going through... It's, it's harsh to say it after we created as many chances as we did. But yeah. It's almost like they're all going through the motions rather than actually believing that they're going to score and believing that they're going to get something yeah, out of it. Yeah, there was the lack of intent behind their tiki-taka. Tiki and I think that 
the amount of passes that kept going back towards Hennessy instead of looking forward. I mean, that's where that's where the mistake came from. Chungi was not in his mind to look what's in front of him. Yeah, nobody was overlapping and supporting on 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 the wings. So it, they grew in confidence. Townsend yeah. especially fit tentative for the first fifteen and then really started to tick. Really, they were doubling up on him, but he seemed to deal with it really well. A couple of driving runs. And he put a nice ball on top of Benteke's head, but ultimately just a few missed chances that might have been taken by more well, confident that ur- players. Well, that urgency you were saying that wasn't there, it did come later on in the second half, but we always seem to do it when we're chasing the game. Yeah, even, but even then, even when it's kind of... It's almost... There's almost this kind of slightly pedestrian thing that, about the way that we play that, that is frustrating, especially in, in the early stages of build-up. You know, it's that kind of you, you've got players who you know are capable of doing better. Like that, that's the thing I think people are frustrated about with Punchin, for example. Yeah. That that you know that he's he's capable of of doing better. You know that he's capable of driving through the midfield, mm. but instead he gets the ball and he immediately looks around for something else. Yeah. And what you want is someone to say, "I'm going to take it and I'm going to." ram it down their effing throats because that's, but that's what Riedeval did when he came on because he ultimately he immediately came on and you yeah. could see that there was there was an urgency about how he played but also a crispness and I, I know he misplaced one pass but after that it was like but easier to do that when you're chasing the game and you're on top isn't it when you come off the bench well, yeah it's just he had the urgency because he knows he's got 10 minutes and yeah. he knows he's got to make it count yeah. it's just that that kind of frustration where you're thinking, why don't we play? Why don't we start the game with yeah, that intent? We never and do. You can't blame. Okay, so you can blame Scott Dan for missing that chance at the end. But equally, if we'd have actually done what we needed to do in the transfer window yeah. and signed a striker, yeah. you wouldn't have had to put Scott Dan up front. Yeah. You'd have had a striker up front. Yeah, yeah, and there's a distinction there. Everyone says, yeah, we know Dan's good with his head, but he's not. He, he scores from um, belters into the box from corners, not yeah. opportunist headers at the, in the, the sort of dying moments of the game he's not known for that when has he ever done that he's always done it from a corner uh, Bournemouth at home last season it's a corner <laughs> but we're, we're, <laughs> there's, there's such a big risk with this because we're now at a point where Benteke is two yellow cards away from a suspension yeah two yellow cards but we knew, this we is, no, we knew something like this was going to happen at some point right like but it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have that's <laughs> no. the thing Sacco, Zaha Ruben Loftus-Cheek they're three first choice players and you're always going to have at least two of those unavailable or not ready to start the game that's, that's a given in the Premier League what we've got to come off the off the bench isn't good enough we knew that going into it but we're, we're, it's, it's visible there well, were you, do you think Frank's transfer uh, transfer substitutions today were they him making a point to Parish saying look you didn't bat me in the transfer window, so I'm going to have to bring on Levy Lemeka for his Premier League debut, by the way. I'm going to have to bring back on Gyro, who hasn't proved himself yet. They, they were bizarre trans- uh, substitutions, weren't they? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think they were. Uh, Lemeka, I thought, was interesting because he very nearly scored with, yeah. his, with his first touch. Yeah. But, um, but it, is, it, is in, it, it shows that there's a lack of depth in that squad in key, play, in key areas of the team. Yeah. And you're talking about... You know, that's why clubs spend 15, 20 million on someone like Chris Wood, because ultimately a goal scorer is the kind of person that presented with the opportunity that he got yeah. today. His only opportunity. The, yeah, and, and, but that, that matters, and he, he finished it. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. So we spent, I mean, Benteke should have, should have finished at least one of those chances. Yeah. He should yeah. have done it. He's a striker, it's his job. Yeah. You know, for all, the, for, all the, for all we say is, you know, bad luck and whatever else. No, he, he we and had the team had chances. 22 chances. Yeah. I you're, think they were created. You're right there, JD. We, did, we were in the stand thinking he's not going out of his way to try and rescue a point here. He was slightly um, just, just running with it, not really trying to make a massive change. Lemeca was like for like with the left 
birth, wing birth, which was already a makeshift player in, in Lee. Yeah. Um, and then Riderwell came on, and we were all wondering for a minute. We were, we, we were, the thing is, you know, you can usually see the way the team's set up when you're defending a goal kick, but there wasn't any of those because no. it was all camped in their half. Yeah. So we couldn't quite see where Riderwell was playing. It's clear yeah. that he basically put him like for like from MacArthur, except sat further back, pinging it about, letting Kabai and Punch go forward. But it was just Riderwell who made most effects in the midfield all game. Apart from I mean, Kabai had a good game, didn't he? Kabai had a good game, I thought. So. He's, a, he's so Close good half. in possession. He's so good in possession. But again, it's all about other players. And, and, it, and, and, and it comes back to the whole, the whole crispness and the whole intent. Because when there were times when Kabai had the ball and he'd, he'd do what he does so well, which is look around and see where, where players are. And they all just stood they all just stood. It was almost like they kind of expected it to be lumped into Benteke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we'll just, and then he'll, Benteke will miss it or whatever, and then it will just be another goal kick. So we'll get, end up re- reshaping. Why, why get out of position mm. if we're not gonna, you know, it's not going to give an opportunity to score from it? But I, I, that, it, it sounds really critical. I'm not trying to be, because I think the fact is we created 22 chances. Yeah. But it, I just wish there was a bit more intensity there from just from early stages of play rather than the latter stages but is that is that a lack of confidence is that purely because yeah. the players are, are drained of confidence right now just couldn't finish it off but couldn't this, finish with a chance this whole process is self-defeating because you end up with a game where you I have 22 chances <laughs> yeah <laughs> this whole process but not that bad yeah, no, but the, the whole the whole the whole creating 22 chances not scoring them and losing 1-0 is, is self-defeating. It's the same with Swansea. Like, we, we had plenty of chances to score and we didn't. And then you end up with them all think Like, you could see the way their mentality is. The players' heads dropped. Mm. And that, they then now have, to, they now have to go into the next game with that, with that mentality, with that fear yeah. implanted in their heads. And, and that's something that, that I think De Boer will struggle to deal with, is, is getting the players onside and, and getting that mindset changed so that they can respond better to it right it is starting to rain quite heavily now so let's go inside as it were and listen to Frank De Boer's post-match press conference I was just listening to now hear what he said about those games now uh, everybody you know I think is in this room uh, also don't can't believe that we didn't score uh, of course we gave a very uh, Sloppy goal away, uh, but then yeah, I think we straightened our back, you know, and just uh, did what we wanted to do: is uh, you know, be dominant, to uh, to be the aggressor in the, in the, in the uh, at the game and create chances, and and we did. And you know, uh, as a manager, you cannot expect more. But football is about making goals at the end. If you don't make goals, you have. Maybe one point if they don't score a goal, but uh, yeah, we have to reward ourselves, and we didn't do that uh, today. And uh, so I'm very disappointed about uh, the result. Very disappointed. Uh, I'm not disappointed about you know uh, how we played today because I think it's a fantastic starting point. If you, I will sign directly, you know, uh, for every game if we create that m- amount of chances uh, against any opponent. Uh, yeah, you, you will get your points and you get what you deserve. And today we didn't get what we uh, deserve. But yeah, we have to be also looking in, in the mirror and be responsible that yeah, you have to make those kind of chances. Uh, there were like four or five hundred percent chances. And yeah, so 
at the end, you know, you get what you deserve. If you, uh, if you get punished when you don't make those, uh, those chances. But if you just look overall, uh, how we showed spirit, how we played, sometimes on the ground, sometimes uh, through the air with Christian. So I think it was quite dynamic what we showed today. And uh, yeah, that gives me a lot of hope for, for the future. Frank, you said that it's a fantastic starting point, but you know from your time at Inter that football isn't a patient game. Do you see the worst after these results? You know, I don't know. I just uh, focusing on what I uh, what I can control, and that uh, are my staff is uh, my, is are the players, you know, and keeping uh, thinking about Southampton uh, to the, uh, from today, and that's the only thing I can uh, do. And what other people think, uh, they have to decide. But uh, when I'm still sitting uh, or being the manager of Crystal Palace, I will give 100 percent. There, there seemed to be some suggestion, maybe there was an ultimatum behind the scenes that you had to break the death tide with scoring or points today. Was there an ultimatum? No, no. I have uh, very good contact uh, with the chairman, with the board. and uh, Of course, we are very critical to each other, but uh, always when we leave the door, we have only one opinion. And, uh, and that is still, you know, we are with the project. We, are, we know where we come from and, and what we want to achieve. And... Uh, and I'm convinced that we're going to achieve it. Was that the sort of performance that deserves to buy you a lot more time, do you think? I don't know, but uh, that they have to decide. But uh, I think what I already said, this is a good starting point. This is what I want to see from any team that I manage. You know, we will play with courage uh, when you can. And maybe we didn't start a little bit with courage uh, the first uh, few minutes. But then you know, after the goal, yeah, we showed what we can do. And... So that gives me a lot of hope for the future. You seem to have adapted your, your way of playing slightly for the back and a, a, a longer ball more often. Do you accept that you need to adapt your, your pure Yeah, but uh, it's only the other system because we already played uh, only long balls. So that is not different uh, than uh, the, the other games uh, that we played. Only it's another system. But uh, we only played long balls to Christian against Liverpool, we did. Against Swansea, uh, we did. Only the second half, we played 4-3-3. And because they were pushed back, we played a lot uh, on the ground. So that, I think, we did quite well today. Sometimes I think we can still do better to make choices to play on the ground or just uh, put the ball to, to Christian. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the system... For some players, it's more suitable, and uh, of course, you're gonna think what I already said before. If you analyze our players, in my point of view, uh, the the five, three or two three is a fantastic system uh, to play. We, we showed it sometimes in in preseason. Wilf uh, Wilf Sahar is a very important player for that system. He's not there, uh, so then you have to adapt, and uh, that's why we now we chose uh, this uh, system. Okay, so Frank there, um, very calm for a man that's lost four games on the bounce of no goals, as ever. The interesting thing, though, which we didn't get on, on camera, was um, Sean Dyche then came in and said that Palace were the better team, deserved to win, and that his team were lucky today. So, again, I feel like Frank's been a bit unlucky today, Rob. Yeah, I there's no question. There's no question. Like, the chances we had, the, the clearances off the line, 
Like, like we had, I think, was it two or three clean Dan off had, the line? Dan had two there. off the line, yeah. yeah. So, so these are all opportunities that we should have, in theory, scored from. Um, and if any of those had gone in, it might have changed the game completely. But the thing, okay, okay. The, th- the thing is, then, Jesse, where does Frank go from here? Because I walked away from this game thinking, do you know what? It's so close to clicking. Like t- today, could have clicked. We could have won that three-one easily. So I feel like, oh, you know, we're one or two games away from it clicking. But how long do you give it? How long does that last before it doesn't? If it doesn't click, it's hard to say because it would have been good to get a uh, next round of the Carling Cup, whatever it's called these days, Carabao Cup, Carabao against Cup against the lower league team, so he could experiment a little bit. But it's Huddersfield. So that's, I don't know yeah. how he's going to line up against that. It's um, absolutely <laughs> hammering it down it's right now. Really, so. It's like Burnley doesn't want us to do this podcast. <laughs> the weather's not usually like this in Burnley. Yet, <laughs> um, I think that it was. You know, there was a rookie keeper out there today. And we didn't really test him enough. We scored. We, we put, had twenty yeah. shots. Yeah. And I don't. I think a lot of them were blocked. I think yeah. The yeah. keeper really was made put under a lot of pressure. And I think just one of those going in today would have made the world a difference. It's sort of thing. We've been very palace in times gone by to get one and get two more. Yeah, exactly. So we just need to get get one over the line and do just try and score the first goal. Score a cost. goal. Yeah. How, okay. Final question then, Rob. Do you come away from this? Oh, it's really windy now, so it's just terrible. Do you come away from this positive or negative today? Positive. Positive with points of correction. How about right, that? Jesse. Yeah, the biggest surprise of my day was how loudly Rob can clap. I've never seen that. Oh, he's a very loud clapper. He's a very loud clapper. Never next to him before. um, I wouldn't advise it. Yeah, he made up for the the few misses. People, whenever they talk about Rob, they talk about how he's got the clap. Right, and on that (laughs) note, (laughs) let's wrap up this pod. Thank you for listening to this FYP Extra pod. The full pod will be with you again uh, Monday or Tuesday. Who knows? We'll let you know. Um, Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, keep the faith, Palace fans. Who knows what's going to happen? Let's get Rob to the chemist. Podcast Network.